On this week's Bungalow in the Bus, we're eating pizza in Audubon Park, talking about pouring your own beer in Mills 50, and about an event in Milk District that's a scream. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. This is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com, and with me tonight is... Scotty Campbell, subbing in for Mr. John Busdecker. John the Bus Busdecker, because he's out uh, getting a horse. Well, you know, that's what I would expect yeah. to be happening. Global pandemic, you know, uh... It's the apocalypse, and, and so, cars are going to break down in the future. Right, so, so you need a horse. You need a horse, of course. Here on Bungalow or in the Bus, <laughs> we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. And uh, tonight, we're in Audubon Park, sitting out in front of 1803 Italian Pizza Kitchen. 1803 Pizza Kitchen. We are in Audubon, right on the border of Winter Park, Winter and, Park. and uh, Orlando, where they the two of them kiss in a very uh, <laughs> casual, comfortable yeah. way. Audubon Park is basically where Winter Park rubs belly buttons with Orlando. Yeah, this side of it, 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 it's just like casually you get into Winter Park, right? Whereas other parts of it, you feel like, I'm in Winter Park. Uh, I feel like once you get past Stardust, it's like million dollar homes. Right, it's like you're well, confronted nice by wealth. I don't know, I don't know about a million dollars, but no. uh, they're nice houses. From here, I can see Stardust uh, video and coffee. Yep, I can also see uh, a Seven <laughs> Eleven, <laughs> Junior's Diner, which is recently reopened with a Latin Bistro hook. Very interesting. We haven't checked that out yet. Nope, not yet. Uh, and then the soon to open uh, Lobos Coffee Roasters. Yeah, which is, which is in the old what is that marathon? Was that the their sign looks station? nice? Yeah, I think it was a marathon. I think you're correct. It's gonna have a wrapper on porch. We've talked about it before on Bungalore in the bus. Uh, if you want to see what that looks like, we have the renderings on bungalore.com. If you ever want more accurate information than w- what I'm trying to summon up in the in the moment here on the radio, always just go type it in the bungalore and bungalore.com. Enter a little search bar and you'll see. Have we heard what the timeline is on that one? Because it looks like they got a ways to go from where I'm sitting. They uh, don't talk to me. They're a little mad because we kind of broke the story a little bit earlier. Oh, and, I see. Uh, so yeah, I well, they haven't even had time to get their uh, air pump out. Yeah. So they're, <laughs> here, not, they're not ready for a big announcement. We just had one of the best pizzas ever here at 1803. We did. Very uh, tasty. It was delicious. And it's all about the sauce, right? It's, it's Is that really- a song? It's all about, about the, the sauce. Da, 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 da. I don't know. <laughs> no. Now we have to pay rights for something. Uh, what was your week like, Scotty? Uh, what have a, you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? I've been yeah. I've been working trying to get people to sign up for their library card because it's National Library Card Sign Up Month. Oh, dun, dun, dun. that's your new like campaign, right? Well, that's our campaign. Well, each year is National Library Card Sign Up Month, and that's uh, the. Uh, ALA, the American Library Association, designates that. And then we came up with our own uh, unique campaign for Orange County. And uh, people can go into their library branch, sign up for their library card, and get one of those fancy stickers similar to oh, an I Voted sticker. Like I Voted, yeah. They'd be walking around all day saying, got my card. Got my got library my card. card. You can also, card. in this month's zine, there's a, f- a pullout where you can... You just you can mail it in and get your library card. You yeah, just fill so it we, out in the zine, and you can actually send a photo of it too, right? 
You could. So you email it? Who? Is in there? Can you take a picture of it and email it, or is it you have to rip it out and, and who mail it? Who are you email it to? Me? I don't know. It's the people who give you library cards. Well, thank you the for looking card very theory. closely at the ad, Brendan, but no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't email it in. Oh, well, that's dumb. Uh, you can mail it in, you know, with a stamp and help out the U.S. Postal Service. Oh, they need it. They need it. Um, but yeah, no, we put the actual application in publications and uh, we're hoping that that like provides some kind of immediacy for people they you know actually see a task in front of them or you know you can also uh, give us a call you can also do it online you know it's great a car that backs into a a front on parking spot and has their exhaust pointing at your face yeah that's great that is cool not okay with it uh i've had a crazy week we i just put a mask on a sculpture yeah, I saw that down at Lake Yola. Yeah, the the muse, which is yeah. like the buried woman. Uh, the city let me put a big old mask on it, which is great. Look cool. And then it didn't last long. Yeah, yeah, it disappeared like in an hour. Do we know what happened to it? No, I'm assuming it went into a lake. You think it went into the lake? Yeah, <laughs> and I'll just be dragged into the fountain. <laughs> the city by that suction this, that happens in, in there. Oh, no, somebody definitely threw it there. I think, or there was a tentacle. the The city has been doing uh, photoshopped masks on sculptures and things around town, like landmarks. And then I responded, "Why aren't you just doing this? Why don't you just?" do an actual mask <laughs> and now you learned because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't last long and they were like well call the parks people when you do it so you don't get arrested and and, and i called them and uh the park guy was like well we're not gonna we're tell us when you do it because we're gonna have to keep an eye on it because it's just gonna end up in the lake like everything else that's yeah. what he said <laughs> like people just throw things in the lake all the time right yeah so good times and that's where it went <laughs> Uh, what else do we do? The zine is online, but you'll be able to get the print product very soon. Yep. Uh, I toured the Alexan Winter Park apartment building, which is that new development uh, towards what? What is that street? Par? Just past Par? Okay. Uh, yeah. Beautiful new space. We'll have a video up soon as soon as I finish it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then tomorrow I get to hang out with... Uh, an artist who's been making really elaborate masks all through the pandemic, like hand beaded, like Swarovski crystals and stuff. Oh, cool. And he's actually doing an exhibition at City Arts Factory this month. And so they're letting me into his personal studio before uh, it opens. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. need the car, Scotty. Thanks. When is this? <laughs> Tomorrow during the day. And then, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be getting a media preview of The Haunted Road, which is that drive-in haunted house that's been blowing up the interwebs. They invited us to come out. And so we're going to record, I think we're going to record the first half before the tour and then the second half after. But it might be fun to, like, do it during. (laughs) But I don't know what it'll look like. I don't know. But that'll be, John will be back on, right? John will be back. So he'll be screaming like a little girl. I don't really. I don't I'm know sure he gets. Well, he could handle those Halloween horror nights houses pretty well. I, I was know, scared. That's not what I recall well, from watching <laughs> your video. I don't. Th- I didn't see either either one of you. Uh, we didn't handle it very well. Yeah. Kim Jeffcoat, an amazing photographer, she was with us that night, and she was like just yawning. Yeah, she was basically <laughs> yawning the whole time, and it was it's like a marathon. Uh, and then there's two breweries that are opening. 
this month. We we told you about them before. I got to tour Persimmon Hollow, which is the one in EON. Yep. And I also got to tour Motorworks Brewing. And Motorworks called me because we're going to work with them on a like a bungalow or buddy preview for members. If you if you're a key holder or you've given a donation to bungalow or that means you're bungalow or buddy and you get access to things. And so we're working with them on a little event where you can come and try the beer for free. And they're going to be opening to the public on the 23rd. But Persimmon Hollow, like fast tracking it, Scotty, they're going to be open on Monday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to both of those. I think those are going to be good additions to the downtown. And uh, I, I, the uh, Motorworks one looked gorgeous. I haven't I haven't seen uh, what the inside of Persimmon looks like. But... Persimmon's very vintage. Like, it's full oh, of nice. vintage doors and fixtures and things. Okay. Uh, where are they from? DeLand? Is that where the first one is? I think so. And that'll have a nice little patio area. But you also said Motorworks has got like a deck or something. Yeah, 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 it it actually looks kind of like a a floating deck like that you would swim out to in a lake on summer vacation. It's kind of what it looks like to me. Except in a parking lot. Except it's in a parking lot. And if you're swimming to it there, you'll be arrested for for drinking and drinking and acting like a crazy person. Don't do it. Uh, Yeah. And actually, Persimmon's going to have a coffee program. So they're going to be making like roasting coffee on site. Oh, wow. Their own co- yeah, it's, it should be big fancy. Maybe they're not roasting on site. They're, they're just going to be making amazing coffee. They have like a huge machine. I'm trying to think. So that's not that far from work, but I'm trying to think how much I would sweat by the time I got back <laughs> to the office. So It's definitely worth a, like a lime scooter ride. I am a, I am a sweater, if, if yeah. nothing else. No, hop on a scooter. Yeah, and that could go wrong, right? I don't know. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, Scotty's a bit of an Eeyore, <laughs> and his tail just fell off. That's exactly what just happened. That's all right. It can thumbtack right back on. Can I talk about something depressing? This isn't really Orlando. Hey, let's do it. No, let's, we'll move on. It's 2020. <laughs> uh, did you see 400 students tested positive for COVID over I, at UCF? I did see that. I'm, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> They USCF just quarantined three Greek houses and a bunch of students that were in an in-person class. Apparently, they met for lunch with the professor, thinking everybody was safe. Uh, but it only takes one. And one of the students right. was positive, and so they all got the the COVID. Now everybody's quarantined. It, it in general, it makes me nervous. All the whenever anything, whenever we take a step toward reopening, you, you start seeing that little needle go up. Um, because it's like we we can't then you know we have to still maintain uh, the proper behaviors and and uh, continue to wear masks, but people think oh well this is open now so everything must be okay and it's uh, it's tough and when you're young too like at school like those kids you don't want to wear don't a mask. care you don't want to wear a mask unless you're at a a ball with uh, Tom Cruise and yeah you just want everybody <laughs> to see how cute you are you know. It's a really bad <laughs> reference, wasn't it, right there? It's tough. It's tough. Uh, we're keeping, and, and everybody's watching you, because that's a lot of students, right? And, and they're kind of setting the tone for how they're going to reopen. What do you think about drones? I don't really have any feelings one way or the other about drones. No? Sometimes people, when they hear drones, they get really upset. They're like, it's infringing on their, you know uniqueness nerve and talent i don't know <laughs> they're what I don't know. like in their like pa- uh, privacy like you 
Oh, drones I see. and stuff. Well, I feel like if you think that somehow a drone is infringing on your privacy, then you must be doing something that you're worried that people will find out about. Ooh, snap. Right? Because I think drones are, th- this is a good, uh, it's going to solve some problems. It can deliver deliver stuff, uh, right? Which is why I brought it up. Oh, excellent. So it's not just like our friends who just like, they have drones just as so they can go, look, I took a picture. <laughs> I like, <laughs> like that though. Some of them are really cool. Yeah, I guess. Like but at the beach on. and stuff? Is that really why you should buy a drone and you have to go through the licensing and all that I jazz? think it'd be fun to do drone shots at like all of the nude beaches in America. <laughs> but like from high up so you can't like see. So you just went from uh, trying to say that's silly to worry about your privacy to let's take pictures of say, naked people. I didn't say that. I was asking you what you thought about yours. I didn't... Really, I don't have any feelings okay. about drones well walmart is to is going to start testing drone delivery ah. and they're doing it they're rolling it out in fayetteville north carolina don't you say it fayetteville i don't know i'm canadian uh it's <laughs> why why you gotta whose show is this why you gotta you do this every episode I, it sounds like it should be my show because you don't know how to pronounce things <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do, and I'm just pronouncing them differently because I have a Canadian accent. Uh huh. Because I'm international. So now that you know how to say it right, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm glad you. I'm glad you told me. But my heart is hurting a little bit. Uh, they're gonna have cloud-controlled drones that will pick up and drop off certain items. They have to be up to five pounds for this first trial run. Now, I am against controlling the clouds, though. Scotty. How? What? Scotty Campbell. Do I not understand was something? Awful. <laughs> it's not good. Remember, <laughs> what do you think of, uh, remember back in the day, Mills 50. This is some, closer to home for you, okay? Okay, yeah. Mills 50, back in the day. Uh, lampshade businesses on every corner. You know, <laughs> is that true? There are lamp stores all over the place. Were there? Yeah. Well, okay. Simon at Electric. Oh, I see. You know, um, remember in Lust Cash Transactor. Remember that place? They sold lamps. I don't know what they sold. It was like cash registers. Okay, but I do remember it. Yeah. Okay. And now the last holdout, really, uh, in the lamp business in Mills Fifty and <laughs> the historic lamp district that right. was Mills Fifty was was <laughs> Lampshade Fair. Remember, and that's right next to Pig Floyd's. Uh, it has sold to a new business, to a new wow. business owner. Okay. And he's just, and he bought it. Uh, they're going to move out somewhere else. The The owner of Lampshade Fair will not tell me where he's going, which seems like bad business to me, but that's up to him. And, then, and okay. I was like, are you, are, you, are you sure? Like, I could, I'm writing it up. You could tell me and we could tell people where to find you. Yeah. Like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> so what's happening with the building? We don't know. Uh, it's going to be leased out. They're trying to find somebody else to lease it. Didn't, oh, they see. didn't buy it with the intent of transforming it into something. They just bought it thinking, that's a great building. Yeah. I want it in my collection, and we can put something cool in it. Well, I mean, they're yeah, it probably could have some cool business in there. It's got a, 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 a small warehouse in the back. Um, 
with a garage door. I mean, something cool could go in there. I, did, I don't have any they had a, suggestions. They have some parking, which is more mm-hmm. than I can say for most businesses. Tough to say. We'll, we'll be talking about another one soon uh, that's opening up just up the street. But from what I heard, uh, well, they just had like a hot chicken pop up there, right? And so in my head, I'm drawing dots where they probably don't exist, but I'm thinking maybe they were like, let's... Maybe they were just testing it out to see like what the uh, response in Mills 50 would be for a hot chicken restaurant. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't. Th- th- there would have to be a build out, though, if, if oh, a yeah. restaurant went and, in there. Uh, and a change of use permit because yeah. right now it's just retail, right? Commercial. Right, right. Um, we hinted at this just up the street across, uh, right next to Pop Thai in Mills 50. There will be a pour-it-yourself craft beer venue. Yes, looking forward to that. Right, it's called. I mean, that's that sounds like heaven to me, right there. <laughs> There's pop tie is has got to be. I'm sorry to offend anyone, but it's got to be the best tie in Orlando. I love it. Um, and then uh, like and then right next door, just... we'll have this like get just get your beer, and all you do is like put your your mouth underneath the the the. <laughs> no. No, this is no. Po- this is COVID, no baby. You can't do that. You gotta, oh, it's a it's a wrist. Well, I'm band. not gonna put my mouth on it. Well, I'm just. Putting I don't know what you're gonna do. Two pictures in. It's called Poor Choice Tap Room. Yeah, like P O U R, and you will I get it. It's just like well, good for you. It's just, <laughs> it's like the wine room on Park Avenue, right? Except instead of a card that you preload with cash and then like put the card in at each tap, right. you pour yourself your your wine. It does it by ounces. This will be a wristband, just like at Epcot. And you go in and you, you preload your money onto your digital wristband, and then you scan it at the top, just like proximity. Whoa. And then it will measure your beer by ounces. And you that can do crazy. pictures. You can do all kinds of stuff. See, and people are like, oh, technology, it's so bad. Come on. Yeah. That's awesome right, right there. Yeah. If, if like technology it. What happens if us- you don't turn your wristband in? Does it like explode no i think you get to keep it because you can oh, come back right well maybe that's what i'm thinking i don't know i didn't ask them that's a great question that's a good question right there wish you'd been there <laughs> they, they told me they're gonna have white claw on top which i don't know if they do kegs apparently we were so i heard i saw some commenters on your facebook you you get the most uh wonderful people commenting on bungalow by the way uh but i mean you know these folks are opening their own business they i think they would know more yeah more than and they're in the industry people. um they've been yeah. in it for a while they one of them is all about bars and this bar service so she knows what she's talking about uh heidi brewer is her last oh get name. out of here so she knows she made that up about. that's what i said when she told then, me her name and then uh, you can like go walking along and there's you can even like buy vinyl in that same strip. It's kind of nice to yes. see this happening, right? Because we we watched during the pandemic as businesses had to move out of there and and to see to see things bouncing back is heartening. I'm seeing kind of a gold rush in Mills 50, like property values for uh businesses and buildings on the strip have kind of stayed the same. Uh, but I'm seeing a lot of people purchasing properties. We've seen uh, Manesh Patel, who owns Wally's. He just bought the old car lot across the street. He's going to put a restaurant in. Uh, somebody, oh, I can't say it out loud who it is yet because he hasn't closed, but somebody is buying Will's Pub, the building, to keep Will's in there. 
And then this thing that we just talked about with the chicken place, maybe the potential chicken place. You're, the yeah, yeah you're t- like totally like this is what happens. And then then the the conservatives will say fake news because you just <laughs> you're like connecting dots where there aren't any dots. There are dots. There are dots here. Oh, my God. This is like a Yayoi Kusama exhibition. You know what I heard? There are dots everywhere. I heard Manesh's new restaurant is called Scotty's. Oh, we're fighting. Okay. You, you're giving nothing. Come on back. We're going to take a break. When we get back from the break, I'm going to tell you about a group yelling where people are going to go yell at the, at the gods for 2020. Uh, and I don't know. It's a concert at the Exploria Stadium. This is Erica for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. Addicted to podcasts? Who isn't these days? For the Southwest Podcast Discussion Club, you'll listen to a list of podcasts beforehand, then come together to chat about them. This online event is September 15th. We know you have your library card, but does your new neighbor? It's National Library Card Sign-Up Month, so take this occasion to ask them and help them get one if they don't. Help your puppy make a fashion statement. Sewing Pet Bandanas is a beginner-level course on September 18th. Registration is required for this virtual event. For information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalow on the Bus. This is Scotty Campbell. I'm guest hosting for John Bus Sticker. If you're just tuning in, we're hanging out at 1803 Pizza over yep. here in Audubon Park. We just got our uh, picture taken with pizza wings. Yeah, they have like a mural. <laughs> That's which fun. They do those things where it's like wings on the wall, but this time yeah. it's pizza. Yep. And maybe we could do like, what are the what are the people called on Twitter who are taking Naked men pictures at the, the, <laughs> the angel wings. Uh, for remember. context, we're being tagged on Twitter for these like hipster kids in uh, the milk district who yeah. have been taking nude photos with their junk tucked between their legs. Well, not a, not always either. Um, but it, basically, it's Are very you full frontal, mm-hmm, and it's kind of body positive. Like oh. here, here I am, and it's kind of it's kind of fun. I did, you know. Are you gonna do it? <laughs> I cannot. I cannot in the same episode as I talked about my job. Talk about whether or not I'm going to go and be a nudie angel. The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, before the break, we were talking about Mills Fifty Investments. It's just all I was trying to say, Scotty, was that it's interesting to see uh, a resurgence of interest in a specific Main Street when other ones seem to be just maintaining. And the property values in Mills 50, from what I'm hearing, these businesses are still asking like pre-COVID numbers. So as people are buying these buildings and these properties, they're paying some pretty top dollars that you're not going to see local businesses be able to afford when they move in or when those buildings are prepped. I'm seeing a lot. The prices are going to be so high that they're really looking for like Miami type businesses to move in. It's just something to keep an eye so on. So you're just you're but you're specifically talking about the Mills fifty district being seeing this boom. Yeah, I'm seeing that Which, more in Mills fifty. But what and you don't know why. I mean it's obviously not it's hip. 
There's, oh, okay. There, there are anchor. There's a, there's a, there's a group, a grouping of hipper, uh, more successful businesses in Mills Fifty that seem to draw a crowd. And and when you have a crowd, that's a party. People want to go there. Mm. Like when you see a line up in front of a club, you're like, what's happening there? Yeah, I I see the I see the theory. Is all I'm saying. Um, before the break, you don't like that though. What are you holding back? Huh? What are you holding back? Oh, I, I, I see what you're saying. Your, your point. You know, there are little these little pockets of coolness happening in Mills Fifty, but, it, but overall, I, I think Mills Fifty is a mess. So I'm, I'm not really sure. I understand why anybody would want to move. What do you a mean? What do you mean? Area. It's a mess. Um, I just think it. Uh, I, I think it's chaos. I think it's noisy. Um, I think uh, it's full of uh, business owners who. Uh, don't care about the fact that they're infringing on residential areas. Um, that's just from my experience, you know, living in the area. Um, I think there's there's a lot of soul searching that needs to happen in the Mills 50 area. So I hear you. And then I'm just going to, I'm just wearing my city planner hat, right? Yeah. This is a, it's a transitional neighborhood that's becoming ever increasingly more popular with like some, more sleepier residential pockets that go right up to the commercial district. So until the city somehow figures out what to do with that buffer of single family homes being directly behind uh, popular bars and clubs, uh, that's just going to continue to be an issue. And that's an issue that's in every city everywhere. Okay. So I, but I feel like the, pervading feeling is that those those how the residents should leave right i mean that that's the the feeling these popular things happen uh we should have areas where where people are able to be really noisy and uh perhaps their behavior not be that great um well they try to police that right that's the issue they put in ordinances like noise ordinances they put in rules that are supposed to be enforced the issue comes when they're not enforced or right. overlooked, right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. That that happens. Uh, and you see that with parking as well. Um, mm-hmm. That I mean, you know, things as small as that. It's it's not uh, consistently enforced. So, well, I so have an you know, event for you then. <laughs> oh, great! That you need to go to because it seems like you have a lot, a lot of pent up feelings. You know. Oh my god! So why don't you I go to this group? Yell in. Over at the Nook on Robinson, this is a really cool little, they're operating as a package store right now, but it's like, it was like a craft beer slash bookstore almost uh, in the Milk District right by, up the street from Sports Town there. Uh, right. Right. And right. so they're hosting an event. In my tattoo parlor. <laughs> and you're, Yes, where you get your tattoos. What are they called, Scotty? What's Holy Rabbit. Okay. You can't just drop little things. Little oh, true. I'm sorry. I just everybody. figured my fans were... No following me and knew where <laughs> where i get my tats from oh my gosh <laughs> uh on september 20th at 3 p.m people are getting together to yell at the gods for this mess up of a year and <laughs> they will scream what happened this year <laughs> yeah, i can't even list it there's really things right it's basically an apocalypse in yeah. california right now uh you, they're gonna scream for 60 seconds straight so from three o'clock to 301 People will be out in the parking lot behind the nook, just letting it all out. So let me get this right. There are still people who haven't screamed yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, because I've been screaming for months now. <laughs> Have you? 
Yeah, well, inside, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You need a release, and it would be fun to go to these places. And for everybody who is making fun of them on social, you're supposed to wear a mask when you're at the thing. It's not just like a cloud right. of, of lung vapor. Which is hard to, it's hard to scream with a mask on. But, like, scream louder. Use your diaphragm. Yeah. Let, let it out. It must be, like, harder... If you scream into your mask, does anybody hear it? <laughs> when I do it, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to. I was break trying to make windows. a little uh, aliens reference there, but I'm not sure if it worked out. Uh, it was something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's cool. I think it's not for yeah. everybody. There are people who hated it immediately. Uh, that people are screaming? Yeah, or? screaming. Like, well, oh, it's dumb. Who's we already talked screaming? about it. <laughs> it's so dumb. You just got to, Brennan, you, you, when you say there are people, they were, weren't really people. They were people. They're, 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 they're these commenters, which yeah. when you get on, I think it I think it would be a good idea to just stop thinking of them as people and just ignore them because <laughs> people aren't. Still they don't act like people on on social media, so so it don't don't like think of them that way. It seems like something a psychopath would say. Just stop thinking of them as people. That's it's not, so oh, much easier to okay. kill them when you think right. of them as pigs. All right, not so really. you you're totally well, not you're seeing the point, but um, go don't ahead. Get triggered. Go ahead. Eat eat them up. Eat eat up those comments and just just take them in and those people deserve yeah, all I, of your attention and all of your time. I'm going to carry them with me just like I do you extra do. slices of pizza <laughs> in my purse, you know? <laughs> Precious. Every little That sounds comment. smart actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A purse full of pizza. That's my punk band. I'm s- telling you my nana used to always those crackers you would get at the restaurant, the uh-huh. your leftover saltines. crackers, she so saltines, she put those in her purse. You'd make fun of her until the car broke down and you didn't have anything to do but eat those saltines. You have made fun of me. Remember we had crackers in the glove compartment and you were like, what are these doing in here? And I was like, just in case. Oh, no, you were, see. They're my just in case crackers. You you missed the part of the story where I said she put it in her purse. She would not have put up with crackers in the glove compartment. Glove compartment crackers are vital. You're just trying to mess up my car. We're fighting. I love this episode. <laughs> Orlando Philharmonic is performing their season opener at Exploria Stadium. What do you think about Sounds that? Sounds like some distancing going on. Yeah, um, I think they were like, because the soccer stadium opened up for the first game. They had some amazing safety protocols in place. Uh, you know, pressure washing and misters and robots giving foot massages. And like, it was crazy. And so then Orlando Philharmonic is like, well, what are we going to do? We can't have anyone in this, in the plaza. What are we going to do? Because it's too tight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could, but you'd have to like maybe 20 people could, could if you get them distanced properly. So they're moving in there. They're going to hang out there. It's Saturday, September 26th, 7.30 p.m. Tons of social distancing protocols. I like seeing uh, more entrenched you know, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a nice word. Uh, just older organizations think outside the box beyond virtual offerings. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I I applaud people getting creative with the virtual and online, um, but it but it has gotten um, it has gotten hard. And and there is also um, and I I talk about this with with my colleagues. Um, 
that there's also a lot of times people trying to take things that would normally happen, like events that would normally happen and trying to fit them into that virtual mold. And it doesn't always work. So people are just now getting to the point where they're thinking about how they can actually use the, the medium as the medium. But so I have a question though about this, this Exploria concert kind of sounds like cool. Like why wouldn't this happen? Like, uh, in whatever normal is again. Um, but, uh, this weird question is bugging me. Like, what about the musicians? I mean, aren't they, don't they, well, space don't they get out. very close? The space them out, I guess. Can they be spaced out and yeah. still hear each other? Well, I hope so. Cause we're going to be able to hear them in the audience. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I guess. Okay. So my quick answer to that is, uh, orchestras are, orchestra orchestras playing outside is on a, new thing no so there must be a way around it maybe i don't know i i think because they are able to be next to be next to each other i'm just wondering if perhaps they have much like the soccer players they have you know testing that's happening uh regularly that sort of thing i I, I just kind of hope so because i i don't know you think about uh maybe maybe it's just me but i you know my mind starts thinking of all the different (laughs) possibilities here well it's your theatrical you background there scotty people don't know but you're a theater mogul so a mogul no, yeah i i i dabbled I yeah put my big toe in there in, in a i mean university in, my, in college you dabbled. trust me my it's a talented toe but i, I just dip my big toe in there. and oh. every once in a while you see me on the boards i'm i'm for hire yeah, for hire if anybody needs an actor if anybody wants me to you know scotty campbell yeah, come come uh come make an offer. Uh what are you doing for Mexican Independence Day? Um something you're gonna tell me about. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, MX Tacos is doing something, yeah. right? Yes. Ryan Manning, who uh owns MX Taco, the tiniest little taco stand in town, uh in the milk district. I think it probably is the smallest taco shop. Really? Yeah, and he's from you Mexico th- City. It's smaller than uh right around the corner, Gringos Loco? Oh yeah, ways. Wow, really? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I uh, I'll bring a tape measure like next a closet. time. It's like the size of our bathroom. It's not true, <laughs> but it's pretty. It's pretty small, <laughs> which is yeah. interesting because we also make tacos in our bathroom. Well, who doesn't? Hey, uh, Ryan. You? <laughs> I don't, know, what I that don't means. know either. Ryan Ryan Manning will be standing on a street corner Wednesday, September sixteenth. Handing out food and goodies to people who are stuck at the red light. So if cool. a weirdo comes and knocks on your window holding a brown bag uh, and you happen to be at the intersection of Robinson and Bumpy, go ahead and take it. Otherwise, keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> I hear there might be a mariachi band. No. no. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Okay. I know. It'd be fun just to go like yeah, sit in. Just see the mariachi band. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's go take little cherries and just go sit there. Yeah. Okay. That's a great way to spend it. D- at a distance. Mm-hmm. At a distance. Uh, Lou Gardens is hosting a fairy night on Friday, September 18th. And that's not just for uh, people like us. But <laughs> I was about to say, it's not a pride event. It's they have <laughs> uh, fairy doors. This is part of their exhibition right. right now. They have these fairy doors installed all over the grounds. So I think there's like 20 of them. Mm-hmm. So they're inviting people to come in at nighttime, Scotty. And try to find the fairy doors by flashlight and lantern light from 6 to 9 p.m. Costumes are recommended. But they're going to have the lights are going to be on. 
Because I feel like Lou Gardens could probably be Scary. a little spooky during yeah. Without the let's go. Out. No. Yeah. No thanks. And we'll do some uh, fungus, <laughs> and we'll go look for fairy doors, man. Brendan, I have an event. What's your event? Um, on the seventeenth, around four o'clock, I'll be doing a live stream with Orlando Museum of Art. Oh, uh, in their Oliver Jeffers. This is actually museum. the first time I'm hearing this. Come Molly on. and I uh, will be doing. I can't remember Molly's last Molly? name. I apologize. Um, it's a person. Oh, but if you think you're funny, go right ahead. <laughs> So yeah, so we'll be doing this tour of the Oliver Jeffers. I'll, I'll be there on behalf of the library because Oliver Jeffers is an illustrator of uh, children's and also young adult um, books. Very handsome man. I don't know if you've looked him up yet, Brendan. Oh, I'm but suddenly he's interested. Handsome guy. I believe he's from Scotland. Um, and what? there will be an interview that Molly did with him earlier, um, and uh, they'll be showing that. And then she and I will be walking around uh, the exhibit talking about it. And if you haven't been, uh, they are doing lots of great safety protocols. Um, there's timed entrances. There's one way through the museum. And I do recommend uh, seeing the Oliver Jeffers exhibit. It's it's adorable. Oh, he is handsome. I just Google imaged him. He's got long hair. I want him to say Sassanac. Do you ever see? Have you seen Outlander yet? <laughs> I haven't. No. Okay, it's really good. But it seems very relevant to well, this conversation. <laughs> well, he's Scottish. Uh, speaking of events, Winter Park has started scheduling public events again. But they're highly curated and only their events. Nobody else can have events right now. What do you mean? Like in the park? Or? Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. one thing. They're doing three. They just hosted uh, Three Stooges Meet Hercules. That was last night over a in movie. Central Park. Yeah. I assume. I assume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or is that the City Hall meeting? No. And then they have, I think it's like every couple of weeks scheduled through to the end of October. Uh, 7.30 p.m. they'll be starting totally free to watch movies in the Central Park. Uh, and then they're bringing back their Music in the Park series, which is on Fridays and Saturday nights. And then their sidewalk sales. So sidewalk okay. sales, pickup program for that we talked about last week where you can get food from designated kiosks along Park Avenue. I love that. And uh, we make fun of Winter Park a lot on this show because I used to work for them. You don't. I was born in Winter Park, so... So you love it. They did a lot for me. <laughs> what? It's where my school is. I just feel like they're really ahead of the curve right now. In terms, with, in terms of bringing... like supporting their downtown businesses. Yeah. Uh, easy to understand procedures and protocols for safety. I just, I'm really it, impressed with and what it they've seems been doing. From what you know, I watch uh, the all the Rollins social media, and it seems like they're uh, on their their game in terms of bringing back the students um, safely and and also you know there's a lot of online classes still happening they, they just seem to be yeah. on it so so hopefully um, everybody's so hopefully everybody's staying safe over there in Winter Park do you yes I agree do you remember me telling you about the first interracial little league game in Orlando I don't remember you telling me about it, but I did read on Bungalower that there's going to be a monument, a, a uh, yeah. marker that's going to go up. I think this is pretty cool. Oh, it's so sexy when you read Bungalower. <laughs> oh, I'm verklempt. Uh It's going to be called the Barrier Breakers Monument. The very first interracial Little League game in the South happened Whoa, okay. in Orlando, okay. and it happened at Lake Lorna Dune. Ah. Isn't that crazy? It was this little, I think the JCs, and then I can't remember the other name of the 
of the crew. But the Edward E. Haddock Jr. Family Foundation funded a documentary a couple of years ago called A Long Time Coming, where they interviewed the Little League players as they are today. Only one of them had passed, but they're just like... Only one of them Yeah, I think only one. Wow. One of them passed after the filming, too. Yeah. And he was the nicest man in the show. Um, And we... You were with me. We watched the documentary at the Florida Film Festival together. No, I have not seen this. I wonder who I saw it with. I I don't know. I'd like to know, too. (laughs) We own a copy. I'll let you watch it. Uh, Changing the subject. (laughs) But they are also underwriting a sculpture here. That's awesome. Yeah, and I love Love it. It's going to be a bronze. It's it's paid for by the Family Foundation and Ted Haddock. Uh, If you want to see a trailer for the documentary I'm talking about, you can just head over to bungalore.com. Do we know? So it was the first integrated little league game in the South. Yes. Do we know what what the first one ever in the I nation don't was? Know. No, I've mm. never done that. Look, I just all I could think was how cool is that? Yeah, I wonder what. Uh, I'd love to see the documentary. I wonder yeah. that must have been a a, uh, a a momentous occasion at the time. I would think, and just really well done. It was done by John Strong and Strong Films. He directed it, and it's yeah. beautifully shot. A lot of stuff here in Orlando, and just old recollection recollections of older Orlando. Yeah, so like race, race like these kids in Paramore who just wanted to play baseball, right? Uh, and then not being allowed to play with white teams, and there weren't many black teams that they could play with. Um, and then what that looks like. And so even though, and then eventually when they were allowed to participate in the larger league, uh, the ramifications of being bussed into like white communities to play. And then some of those white teams just wouldn't play them. Yeah. I was just reading, uh, officer Clemens about, um, the gentleman who played officer Clemens on Mr. Rogers. Oh, wow. And there was a lot of, it, it, it's, it's so important to remember, that that journey obviously we're we're hearing over and over again things are not things are not okay right but but it is it is also cool to to look back and see how there has been progress you know and but it's important to hear the those stories about what people had to had to go through maybe we should host a screen maybe we'll do a drive-in movie or something of it I think that'd be great. We know the people who own it, and but maybe we can arrange that. But Scotty, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for filling in for John. You're welcome. And uh, you know, uh, anytime that you know, John's not here, obviously, because <laughs> it'd be awkward if there were three of us. And thank you so much to 1803 Pizza for hosting us. This food was great. If you want to see the, some of the dishes that we ate, we're going to include them in the podcast recording. Yeah, uh, sharing on bungalore.com and on our social channels. We'll Tune be back for that week. pizza <laughs> next week. We're going to be hanging out at Hard Rock Cafe. I know that place. <laughs> <laughs>